Hello and welcome to the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast. My name is Yusuf and this is my co-host Mohammed. And we've turned up late to qualifying, but you know mafia, so we're at the front of the grid. <laughs> see you, see you. Nice. That's fun, that's, that's good. That's cool. nice. yeah. Anyways, today is, uh, the season has ended, Max has won, and this is our first episode post, well, post everything really. Uh, yeah. Talking about kind of what has happened, the consequences of the way the season ended. And then kind of what what's going to happen in the future. And then we're going to give a quick intro at the end of kind of what you can expect over the winter break in terms of like content and uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So obviously this is the uh, we're university students. It's the end of term. So we're a little bit behind in terms of news and stuff. So at the time of recording, we've had Mercedes now withdraw their appeal and everyone's been, you know, reacting to that essentially. Uh, I mean, I guess, what do you think? I think they kind of, they had to. I think they would have won if they'd gone to court. That's what Toto said. But I think it would have looked bad on Mercedes, bad on Lewis, and bad on the sport in general. So I think at the end they're like, we do get the championship, but then we become kind of like the, the hate, most hated team on the grid. Like, you think that would have happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that all the fans would have hated them. Like, if they got, got it in court, I think it would have ruined Lewis's legacy in terms of everything he's achieved. Because now he's seen, Lewis is seen by most people as kind of a guy who's like, you know, like he's not the underdog. Oh, like, I sort of see that. Now. Yeah, the FIA essentially screwed him over and this, this, this. But if it's the other way around and he took the championship like two or three months later, he's going to be the most hated driver in like the history of the sport. So. Yeah, I'm I'm glad they didn't do it because I think they would have won. So I think it would have looked bad on kind of sport and then on, on everyone really. Um, what about you? It's tough, yeah, it's because it's, it would have been a lose-lose realistically because Lewis Hamilton, exactly. if the rules weren't broken, he would have won it, which means that if they go and take it back, it's within their right to do so. It's just obviously it gives the fans the opportunity to say, oh, you know, He's been given the best car. He's won all of these championships through no skill and all of this. And now he's just going to go off and win it in the courtroom. The funny thing is the fans that always say, you know, he can't drive, he's been given the best car, are the fans that essentially can't even drive a normal car. <laughs> let alone jump it out. No, like, yeah, ah, so young they haven't seen him drive. No, even, not even that. Like, you know, the older fans, they can barely drive a normal car. And they're like, ah, I can drive an F1 car, it'd be so good. But what are you talking about? You can't get off the couch. The only thing you're gonna sit in an F1 car and handle the brakes. What are you? What are you talking about? You're yeah, experiencing right. like five Gs. You, no one's gonna handle that. True. Yeah. People definitely don't realize how. I think there's arguments they don't even like certain people that don't even consider it a sport. Like when you say F1s, yeah, they don't know. They don't. They about. don't even realize. They don't. Talk, if you say F1s not a sport, you have no clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, completely. The amount of kind of conditioning they have to go through and the amount of kind of the forces they have to go to, I don't think any sport in the world, they have to, they lose two kilos in like an hour and a half, two hours. No, yeah, there isn't. I'm trying to think of one, they don't, yeah. yeah and it's like the closest one in terms of like impact would be rugby, but it's a very different form of impact because someone's actually tackling you down, whereas with F1, yeah. the forces on your neck are just incredible. Like five times you're just like, because you have the helmet on, so that adds like say 10 kilos or whatever. So that's just all pushing, like, and then pushing, and it's just, it's insane. It's different, yeah. And, and they don't realize it's 50 degrees, like 50 degrees Celsius in that car. 
Because the engine is literally right behind you. So it's it's not just it's not just the forces. It's hot as in it's hot hot. Yeah. If they say if they F one F one what they have no clue what they're talking about. You know like even the braking pressure, like to brake on like push on the brake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was this one YouTuber was talking about it. I don't know if you know him, a bald guy English. Uh, I remember it because he was an actual driver as well. Yeah, he was talking Not about like how he, or anything, but yeah. he's, he was like yeah, 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 he drives cars like uh, uh, his whole channel is on like cars and all of that. And he was talking about how like when he got into it, they ran out a phone car from Furious back, uh, and basically he stepped on the braking, and then you know he 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 went back. He's like I stepped on the brakes and then my head went forward. Yes, yeah, so he, he was doing a couple laps and he said, you know what, this I'm is gonna hit the brakes as hard as I can. That's yeah, what he said. yeah, and when he did that, he went back. The engineers were like, "Oh yeah, good. You just got forty percent brake pressure." So a guy who stepped on the brakes with like the hardest he could, the guy who's raced before, has only achieved forty percent brake pressure. And Meanwhile, they have to achieve like a hundred percent brake pressure, like five times a lap, and uh, you know, for ninety minutes straight. Imagine, no, no, bro. If you say that, and it's not even like for most drivers, it's not even their 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 right foot. They're not left-footed. So this oh, is actually yeah, your weak yeah, foot. Yeah. You're braking with your weaker foot. And you expect it to put down this this amount of pressure. They do use like their body a bit, like let you shift a bit so you can press more. But that's not, you're not getting that amount of force every lap. That's insane, to be honest. I think yeah, yeah. people people who say F1's not a sport don't appreciate the amount of kind of conditioning and the amount of what the drivers go through especially the engineering as well that's the thing that keeps f1 from literally every other sport the money the engineering like is is different and that's definitely what speaking to new fans now that's what a lot of them like that was the driving force to get a lot of them into the sport they said they like the engineering they like the they find it really interesting how intricate the strategies are the cars are and to explain it we will actually come up with a series as part of the winter break, we'll, we'll mention a few of the ideas at the end of what we've got coming up, but explaining F1 in terms of the engineering side, the racing side, just the pure basics, and then the people involved, we'll have a series coming out about that to yeah. help people get into next year. But uh, back to back to now and the mess the sport has been left in. Uh, so Mercedes will draw their appeal. They've said... So this was in accordance, it came out the day after the FIA, the day after, I believe it was the day after, the FIA released a statement talking blaming about... The, blaming the fans for the misunderstanding. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they called it a misunderstanding. They said it was tarnishing the name of the sport on the World Championship, which it clearly is. And they said it was a misunderstanding between the fans, the teams, and the drivers. And then they said, we're going to investigate this with the drivers and the teams to make sure this never happens again. No mention of the fans, no clarification as to the misunderstanding, uh, no no saying if the rules were breached, obviously they're not going to admit to it, but also not defending Matty properly guess, and saying this yeah. is why he made that decision. I, I guess that comes at the end when once they've done the investigation, they're going to have to publish the findings of the investigation. So, here's the thing. so then it's going to be back out loud. Everyone's Do gonna you know think that will be public? No, no. Like, I, think, I think it has to be public. Like like with the Ferrari thing, with the Ferrari thing, it was not necessarily the case because it's kind of all behind. Just those. to just to give clarification on the Ferrari thing first of all, the Ferrari in twenty nineteen, they came up with some rocket ship engine, clearly fastest on the straights, incredible stuff, and then mysteriously, with about three races to go in the twenty nineteen season, 
there was some clarification of the rules, that's what they called it, and suddenly Ferrari's engine power just gone. And then if you watch 2020, they had like, they were clearly a midfield team, like sixth in the constructors or whatever it was, something awful. They were uh, absolutely so, horrendous, bro. And this was, so, you know, everyone's like, well, clearly they've broken the rules, but the FIA said, we'll just investigate this behind closed doors, and they've never been given a public punishment. We never find out what happened. But that's different, though, because with this, the consequences are everyone's talking about. I think this is, they would not have investigated it if there was not, like, if you didn't get the amount of noise that was there after the race. Like, everyone was talking about it. It's not just, like, you know, we were talking last time about, like, Harry Kane, like, tweeting about it. Yeah. But that's how viral it went. Like, it's not just F1 fans. Like, usually when something like this happens, it's just F1's fans are talking about it because no one else knows it kind of happened. But it's F1 fans. It's, like, people who watch F1 casually. People who've never watched F1. Even people who've never watched F1 are commenting on it, like, what just happened. Yeah, because it was free to air in the UK as well. Exactly. Yeah. Channel 4. This was, like, the world stage for F1. Exactly. So now everyone has seen what has happened. And everyone's talking about what's happened and everyone's blaming. I think the general consensus kind of between all the fans is, you know, there's like people say, ah, oh, but Max deserved to win it. People saying Lewis deserves to win it. But the general consensus is Lewis not lost it, not because Max was kind of did like, oh, Max did overtake him. It was great overtaking him. But the consensus is Lewis lost it because the FIA screwed him over. Yeah. That's kind of the consensus of kind of everyone. Uh, and it's reflecting very badly on them. I think that's why they came out and they started speaking because it just looks bad. And yeah. and I we were talking about this. Um, I was watching the WTF on fan, uh, the podcast right, and Katie mentioned how Michael Massey did not have any experience as say in the like uh, as a team principal or anything like that, and he's been assigned kind of one of the toughest. It is the toughest like position. Because yeah. you have to deal with all the team principles, keep everyone kind of in line. Very, very difficult. And he has to do that, like every race. He has to change and all of that. But he has to do it every race. Charlie Whiting was a team principal. Like, the ones before him as well. He did really well. Why are you not choosing someone who's like, who's had experience dealing with uh, like team principles and the way they act and stuff? It was very easy to see that. Toto goes on, especially for us now, it's very clear because you can see how Toto goes on the radio and Christian goes on the radio and they influence yeah. Michael Massey so easily. Yeah, so uh, Christian even admitted afterwards, uh, like jokingly, he was like, yeah, I was screaming at Massey to bring the safety car in. <laughs> like, that just shouldn't be allowed. Same with Toto, obviously. His was being no, no I don't mind them. I don't mind them screaming or whatever, but like... First of all, he has to have like some sort of secretary, uh, like you know, like she second in charge, like yeah, second in charge, like a secretary or something. He or she deals with all the ranting teams, and then he just conveys they want this, they want this, they want this, they want this, and then he deals with it. Or the only communication they get is like whoever the secretary is telling them what Michael's gonna do. That's it. Because the safety car talk, there shouldn't have exactly. been anything. Like that's just a safety car. You can't talk about that. No, but even this happened before when, like, during the race when, uh, or is it a previous race, it's like, Michael, please don't bring the safety car out. Oh, no, that was for Gio, yeah. So when Gio, yeah, yeah, that was the BSC, Toto was saying about this. Like, that's, the whole point of them talking to the race director would be to complain about, I don't know, if Lewis got shoved off the, like, turn one, not turn one, lap one. Yeah, yeah, lap one. When Lewis cut the corner. Yeah, that makes That's sense. understandable. Like, of course yeah. you're going to complain when about that. When you're complaining about the safety car, that's, I think that's not acceptable from the team principles. Like basically, no, basically, that can, that's not acceptable. Yeah. But I think he's so easily swayed that they know if they do it, 
Like, they would not have done this with Charlie Whiting because he'd just be like, yeah, shut up, I don't care what you have to say. Yeah. And he'd just do whatever he thinks is right. But with Michael Massey, they know from experience that if you push him, he'll do whatever you want. You just have to scream the loudest, essentially. That's maybe why Christian was screaming because yeah. he knows that if that happens, he, he'll get his point across and Michael will do whatever he wants. Maybe it's the case of, like, whoever's causing him more of a headache, he'll just give it to them just to shut them up. I don't know, but if that's the case, that's unacceptable. Like, yeah, like I think the race... I honestly think, and I kind of, at the end, I'd kind of given up on the fact that the race was going to end under the safety car. Because yeah. the race had to end up. Like, I wanted... Like, that's the thing. If you're going to do it for... Like, if Charlie was doing Let's Race, he'd do it in a very different way. Like, for instance, if you want to do Let's Race, you'd have put out, uh, like, a red, uh, red flag, got them on the starting grid, got each of them on soft tires and let them race to the end but you would not have put in a safety car or you know the track was uh, so the safety car was out of four laps yeah. after the second lap the track was empty so he could have let them pass and then um, so he could have let them like everyone on laps and stuff third lap they've got fourth lap to go and you got one lap of pure racing Lewis behind uh, sorry Max behind Lewis and then no one would have been able to complain because he followed every single procedure just uh, Red Bull were lucky or like their pit stop strategy at that point would have been better than Mercedes yeah but the way he did it just I think ruined the sport like I think everyone was really excited and I think especially the new fans they got like they're like a lot of them told me they're like you know we've never felt as excited ever before with any other sport and so that shows that F1 can bring that excitement that no other sport can but I think the way he did it just kind of ruined it in the eyes of everyone oh yeah it makes you feel so shit especially the the new fans now as well even they know something bad's happened like even they're feeling sort of a bit guilty about like ah it was nice but like I don't know it wasn't all that because it was manufactured like the fact it was made that way was just not great but um I don't know, so bring it back to, like, Massey, I guess. He has to go. Yeah, yeah, there's no excuses. He really has to leave, there's no way. Like, I understand, like, oh, you know, he's got a tough job and all of this, and he should have more people around him. Crofty was saying that uh, the FIA, get, they get 60% of their revenue from F1, but they're not putting enough attention into, like, you know, creating a good structure around sport. I'd say there's sure, one race director and they get 60% of the revenue no 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 the FIA itself as a company oh, oh, yeah. because they run like uh, WEC rally and all of the other stuff they get 60% of the revenue from F1 which completely makes sense it's just instead of creating a good structure about how the rules are in place oh, yeah, the rules yeah. are fine it's just the people implementing them obviously now the not, not the, all the rules but yeah I get what you mean the um, the conversation now is the race director does Massey go then how many people do they have in support and also why they're rotating stewards which is a point you mentioned a while ago yeah I, I did read about that they're rotating stewards the whole idea behind rotating stewards is to avoid one steward being biased so if you rotate and you have like say I think they have it's not like the way I understood at the beginning was they randomly get people to do the job but no they have a roster essentially of like 10 stewards and then every race they choose 3 of them so all of them are qualified to do the job, and every race they choose three different ones just to kind of balance out of like the bias of it towards Hamilton, towards Max and stuff like that. So that's the whole idea. But the stewards are also people who've raced before. Uh, if, yeah. I, if I remember, the guys who've raced, they know what racing is. I think it's at, 
So one of them, one of the three has to have driven before something like that. Yeah. So I remember they mentioned there was a Finnish driver a while back who was part of the stewards. Um, I don't remember. It was relation to like some Kimi Raikkonen incident uh, in like twenty eighteen maybe. Um, but yeah. So back to the point you were making then. So do you reckon the um, the new race director should be an ex team boss? Yes. I think the idea makes sense, you know, like, I like say for instance that they bring in, even if they bring in like uh, bring in sorry like Williams, what's her name? Like she's Claire I don't Williams. think she should be that, but like I'm saying if they bring her in, Claire, she's been a team boss. She's know how she knows how to interact with all of these guys. She's done it for years. They respect like she her. Was, well. Yeah, yeah. She's not maybe the, like, the best at it, but then she didn't have like the funding to do all of that. True. But if she's in that position, she's experienced. She knows like what Toto's like, you know, Christian's like, you know, all of that. She knows how to deal with them. I think if they bring in the Ferrari guy from a few years back, who's before Matteo... Uh, Stefano Domenicoli. Yeah, if they bring him in... I he's think the, oh, wait, no, he's the owner of F1. Is he? Yeah, Stefano Domenicoli owns F1 now. What? Do you not know? Yeah. Yeah, hold on, let me get this up. Stefano Domenicoli owns F1. Basically, Ferrari have a monopoly on the sport now. So all the Mafia guys... It actually used to be for FIA for Ferrari International Assistance because Ferrari used to get away with everything. Uh, what was I saying? Matteo Bonotto? No. Stefano. I thought then, uh, then Liberty Media one. owns what if he owns F1? He is the CEO of a Okay, no, he's not, he's not the one I'm talking about. He's the CEO, not the owner. The owner is Liberty Media, no? Yeah, no, no, the owner is Liberty Media, sure, he's but he's the CEO of F1. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Oh, wait, hold on, he replaced Chase Carey. He's not the guy I'm talking about. I'm talking about the guy who, uh, team boss from Ferrari a few years back, Italian guy. We did this, we did this, I remember we did this, and I forgot his Yeah, name you know what, I, I used to... Yeah, really yeah like he that. had the silver hair as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if, he's, if he's, say, for instance, if he does it, mad, like, people wouldn't be able to, uh, like, you'd be a good... Yeah, uh, Maurizio... Um, Arriva Bene, that's yeah. the one. Um, if he does it, for instance, he knows how to deal with all of them. Yeah. Like, you'd say the only thing would be, like, say, a language barrier. But, like, you can't say, for instance, he's got the experience of dealing with high stakes, high pressure situations. He's, he's dealt with all of them. He knows what he's doing. He Perfect knows the effort. rules as well. Like we said, this, so the, like, if, you, if you're in a team... You know how to finesse the rules in your favor, which means if you then become the owner of F1, you're aware of what they're going to try and do. So, like, you almost. I'm trying to think of an example for this, but, like, do you know what I mean? It's so much better. You know who should do it. You know who should do it. I thought I have a better name. Von Dennis. <laughs> oh, God. No, 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 no. Imagine. Imagine Ron Dennis coming back. Ron in. Dennis. For context, Ron Dennis, if you imagine, you know, McLaren's a fun, bubbly, orange team. Just imagine McLaren five years before that, completely grey. Not because the chrome car was iconic, but like their offices grey, the personality of the team grey, the way they drive grey, <laughs> the way they act grey. Like it was. No, but I, I, he wouldn't be put in that position because of um, Spygate. Like you just, they wouldn't trust him. Oh yeah. They wouldn't trust him based on that. Like he, he stole, he stole from Ferrari, put the designs into his own car, to go on and win and chop. They're not, they're not gonna let him do it. Spygate actually, you know, that's a gr that's the video I'm gonna link. I'm gonna link Spygate in the uh, in the yeah. description of the YouTube video. 
And Crashgate, you have to mention Crashgate as well. If we're doing Spygate, I'll have to mention Crashgate. That's where Renault purposely crashed a car in Singapore for Fernando to go win the race because of like safety car and everything. And the funny thing is, he won the next race, or like I think one of the next two or three races, he won purely on pace. They didn't oh. have to crash, but they wanted that win. And they went so bad for it, they crashed the car. And then he won on pace, like, for two, three races afterwards. I, I find that, like, hilariously ironic. Salty fans are saying that potentially what they were trying to do with Perez, you know how Ted Kravitz mentioned the underfueling thing as a conspiracy, yeah. not based on anything. People have taken that a step further and said, oh, yeah, they were going to crash Perez's car on purpose to try and bring the safety car out. You know, that's the thing. Like, if it's Mercedes, I'd say no. Like, McLaren, Wait, all of these times. If it's Red Bull, I, I expected them to do something. Like, I expected Paris to actually slow down. Like, <coughs> I expected him to slow down and, like, force, like, force some sort of contact with Lewis. You mean brake testing? <laughs> he couldn't break, like, that's the thing. The track is too wide for him to brake test Lewis. Yeah. But I'm saying, as in, you know what, during the overtaking... If, like, say he overtook, oh, okay. like, you know the one where he overtook Lewis on, like, the inside and then he pushed Lewis to the outside? If he had pushed too far right, he would have, like, taken Lewis's front wing. And he'd be like, ah, oh, it's by mistake, you know. And got me a puncture, bro. Oh, no. Tragic. But Lewis would have had front wing damage. Made it a lot easier for Max to catch up with him and stuff. But I think they held on because I think there was the idea that it's not desperate. I don't know, like... I expect it from Red Bull, I don't, but maybe the team has changed from like what they used to do in, up to 2014. And just uh, like, you know, we, we mentioned like a fun fact from the past. I bring up a fun thing. Um, Red Bull's sister team or Red Bull's smaller team, Alpha Tari used to be Toro Rosso. They won before Red Bull ever won. <laughs> the 2000, was it seven? 2008. Eight. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sebastian Vettel won in the Toro Rosso. In the race. So in the race, bro, that race, you have to, you have to watch that race. But I'm going to link that one as well. But he won that race, and that made Toro Rosso win a race, even though it's a smaller team, before Red Bull ever won a race. I think they won uh, the here's, Okay, here's a really good question for you. So, for, for context, Red Bull was founded or created, they were put on the grid in 2005, Toro Rosso 2006, and then the win you're mentioning is 2008. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then Red Bull then, I think they won their first race in 2009. Nine, and then won 10, 11, 12, 14, uh, 13. With the championships. Yeah. Now that we've seen Red Bull absolutely pour all of their resources into this year, do you reckon Alpha Tauri could finish above them in the championship? That would be so fun. they're doing I, I, really well. Like, Sonoda had a great race last time. Yeah. He said he's doing, he's confident in the car now. Gasly's obviously Gasly. If they have a decent car, do you reckon there's potential that they could finish above Red? That's the thing. Um, if you actually look at like the the team, they spent. I think AlphaTauri spent most of its money on resources. Yeah. Uh, sorry, on next year, whereas Red Bull didn't. But so. Yeah, it could be possible. You know. That would actually be so far. I think Max would finish above the two other guys. Oh yeah, no, he would do. Yeah. But, but it's funny because, yeah, I think that it's possible, you know, you can't say it's not possible. Especially with Red Bull spending all its money this year on this car. Excuse me. Then, yeah, it's possible. I was trying to find out if it's... I don't think it's going to happen, really. I think Red Bull will finish ahead. 
just purely because if they're ahead, a team called will come to force their Red Bull ahead, even if they You mean even in, like, first race, like, Bahrain, like... Yeah, I think that would happen. Really? They wouldn't allow, like, someone from AlphaTauri to finish ahead of them. I don't think so. But, yeah. We haven't talked, by the way, about, like, the, the races for next year. Um, the races that are going to have the... What's called? The one? The race before I forgot. The useless race. Oh, the sprint race. The sprint race, yes. Ah, we'll get into the sprint races in a sec for the future. But for now, uh, actually, I'll write, I'll, we'll mention it in a bit. Um, yeah, actually, I, I know what I'll be. So, so as we've said, so Mercedes have withdrawn their appeal. Here's the problem with the system they're running now. So we said right at the start, if they appealed, then chances are they'd win the case. And, you know, talk about what that would mean for the sport and all of that stuff. The reason they said they probably win, but also they kind of had doubts, is because you're not allowed to go to the... There were, there were two courts people were talking about. The court of arbitration for sport, they weren't allowed to go to that. Which means they... Because of, you know, I said last time something to do with the, the constructors. Once they enter the championship, they say you have to settle your stuff in the International Court of Appeal. Which is an FIA court. So the International Court of Appeal is the statements describing it, the first paragraph or one of the paragraphs will say it's completely separate from the FIA. But then the right. next paragraph says you, you speak to a panel of 36 judges who were implemented by the FIA. So it's separate from the FIA, so it shouldn't be biased. But the people who are doing the judging are chosen by the FIA. And then there's a court above that. Yeah, but they're not allowed to go to that. So what the FIA, is allowed, the FIA is allowed to push the, the case up to the court above, but Mercedes cannot go straight to the top court. Which is the top court? It's the one where McLaren was judged. Is the International Court of Motorsport or something like that. I don't know. What I saw was the options Mercedes has was to go to the International Court of Appeal. But Toto has called it the FIA marking their own homework quite a few like I mean surely that's got to change now yeah, I, think, I, think I doubt they'll change that in their investigation they're doing but like that's got to change yeah, if you look up the other one you'll see it like they judge McLaren but yeah I, I, it doesn't make sense does it because then they just push wherever they want yeah they, they just keep uh, pushing their own one I'll send, I'll send it to you I'll check and I'll send it to you yeah, it's uh, Federation Internacional. Uh, oh no, that's the FN. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a, there's definitely another one. I'll send it to you if I find it. But um, yeah, that's nonsense to be honest. Honestly, they yeah they've got to change it because that's honestly it's not great. And they're fine. Or now. the or it has to be judged by a totally different like everyone, like the International Court of Appeals become uh, becomes literally just like a totally separate organization where people come in from a like. They have to have no background with the FIA to judge the case. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It can't be someone chosen by the because the FIA will just choose people to do exactly what they want. Yeah, like realistically, the 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 complaint Mercedes lodged with the stewards right after the race that should have been overturned instantly. Like that should have been they should have been given it there. But obviously, they didn't. 
they found whatever way they could to make sure the two hours after the race... The yeah, you know, you're talking about the rules, you're saying the rules are good, but then they give the guy the total control over the safety car. We won't get too much into this, because we, we are... That, that, you can't, you can't have that, really you can't have that, you can't have that, though. Like, I, com- I don't agree that that says, that means that... But that's the, the, that's the way they're implementing it, but I think that rule shouldn't even be there. Here's... It should be there because the clerk of the... So here's the funny thing, actually. I read them again. The... You know when it says... Oh, you can tell he's very bored. He didn't want to do his course work, so it's just sitting there. You can reading. see the... You know when it says... So the, I said, Article 48 talks about the safety car. Point one two is about the lapped cars. Point one three is about bringing them in or bringing the safety car in. Every single reference to how it happens, it says the clerk of the course shows up this message and then it shows lapped cars can now overtake or the clerk of the course shows this message and then it says um lap uh the safety car is in this lap but then you go back to 15.3 and it says the race director has overall authority which means he can override those decisions from the clerk of the course so it's it's referencing the fact that he can override whatever the no, because he still has to follow those rules. He still has to follow. He has but a it's not, that's the thing. That. I think I think that rule needs to be kind of. I think the FIA have to look at the rules. I don't think the rules with like racing need to be changed. I think they need to be made clear as in what. What is right and what is wrong. Yeah. And that yeah. rule needs to be changed to make it clear that he doesn't have overall authority over the safety car. Rather, he just has authority over this this and this and made the rule totally clear he can't just he has to follow the rules this is like within the bound of say all the other rules the bounds of all the other rules he can't just go make up rules and be like i'll yeah. follow half of well, them and not follow that's half. the thing so this brings us back to what we were saying earlier rules to do with the cars the drivers the racing and stuff like that they have to be airtight because otherwise people are going to take advantage rules to do with the race director and things like that they don't have to be perfect because as long as you get someone good to run those rules, then it's fine. Yeah, when Charlie was in charge, the same when Charlie was in charge. When Charlie was in charge, I never read the rules. I didn't care. I didn't need to know the rules. I was a teenager, and also as much as I was interested in F one, I didn't have to go around downloading PDFs of the rules to try and argue with people on Twitter. Like, what is this? That's so like it's stupid. No one cared back when Charlie. Arthur, no one. You no did one a much better job. Like, I think he didn't care because he didn't care about the show. He cared about following the rules. That's the only yeah. thing he cared about. He didn't care about rules or whatever. Michael Massey's been in for two years, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then in in in, in Eiffel, the Eiffel Grand Prix in two thousand and twenty. That's never. He great. said, yeah. He said that, oh, uh, like so the safety car went too long and everyone was going complaining. He's like, we had to let all the cars go past. It's the rules. And then he goes and he breaks his own rules, bro. He's just. He's not following his own rules. This is what annoys me is the people from the FIA. So I think Michael Massey is part of the FIA, essentially, in terms of, like, he's their representative. Yeah. They wrote the rules, and they're breaking their own rules, bro. As in... It's a joke. He's not, he's not like... He's, you're breaking your own rules. It's not like a team principal breaking the rules because he's a naughty kid, you know, breaking the rules. You're the FIA representative. Oh, you made the rules, God. and you're breaking them for the... Like, so just to talk about... So that quote... It was brought up somehow on F1 Twitter, and then it ended up being in the British media. Now, for people who don't know, like, just to talk about the scale of, you said, like, everyone's talking about this. To talk about the scale of how big this is now, 
British media, the racist British media, including the Daily Mail, like all sorts of racist publications who have been, you know, they've been slating Lewis at every opportunity they get. All of their back pages are Lewis robbed of the championship, Lewis robbed, Lewis robbed, all of this. Talking about robbery and Grand Theft Auto, I think was one of them. Like they're fully like they're fully behind him, which I guess goes with your thing about the image. Because now he's seen as you know, he's not seen as the guy who broke Schumacher's records in the courtroom. He's the guy who should have broken it but got it robbed off him. And they've been talking about so including. And if he leaves now, it's gonna just look very bad for Formula One. We'll get on to the retirement talk in a sec. So there's a including that, so after the race, trending trending hashtags Massey out fixed with like the one, so like F1 XCD. Uh what else is there? There was all sorts of stuff. Honestly there were so Lewis Hamilton, I stand of Lewis Hamilton was trending, Lewis Hamilton in general was trending, robbed was trending, and then just as this went to die down on Wednesday, Lewis was knighted. So once again, Sir Lewis Hamilton's trending on Twitter. They're talking about him again. They're still talking about him. Then, I think in that afternoon, the FIA released their statement blaming the fans. Once again, it brings it like just as it's about to die down, it comes back up again. And then on Thursday, uh, Mercedes released their statement. And then there's all the reaction to that. So it's been a week, and people are still people are still talking. About, that's, they're that's all over the place. Amazing. Honestly, it's mad. It's incredible. Like. It's actually everywhere. I think you the, can't best, the best thing for Mercedes now is just put this behind them and focus on designing the best car they could to just go on and win it for it. Like, if Lewis is going to continue winning next year and retire. So, yeah, so he, these are the two options we've got now for what happened. Or not like completely, but we'll say these are the two options. Lewis Hamilton, so people are comparing this to 2016. Lewis in his. No, but like, you can't. No, 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 it's no, not you fair, can't, you can't, you can't. I'm just saying. In terms of Lewis's mentality, you know, Lewis loses the title in 2016. You think, oh, you know, if my engine didn't blow up, I would have won, blah, blah, blah. He comes back stronger than ever in 2017. Yeah. This time, obviously, it's a completely different situation. It was completely out of his hands and robbed of him because of breaking the rule. But they're saying an in... Not, okay, it's different. But, like, he's lost the championship in close circumstances. No, because it's next fault. It's out of his hands. It's not his fault. So now comes into next year do we see a better Lewis Hamilton than ever and he comes back and whether he's given the car or not performs incredibly I or do you see him retiring because I, you know of what happened I think like Red Bull aren't going to have a good car nope but Mercedes are going to have a good car because they've invested all their money into next year's car they've just yeah. they're literally the W12 is the W11 just made for these regulations. They just tweaked the car essentially. Whereas Red Bull went out and designed a fully like, like upgraded the car and everything. All the all basically everyone did that except Mercedes because they had such a big leap on everyone else. And they saved all their money for next year. All the upgrades they bought this year were like tiny things essentially, not really worth mentioning. All they did was save the money and use it for next because they know like next year is really where it is. So I think Lewis is going to have a good car next year. I think with this defeat, he's going to be motivated to go on and win it again and break that record. But I think like the only person now who can compete for a championship, like I think in the future, in like two, three years, I think like for maybe two years, I think George will be there. I think Lando, Charles, these guys will be ready to fight for a championship then because they will have fought at the front oh, for long okay. enough. Yeah. I think the only one who's really 
up there with Lewis now is Max. If Max, uh, Max is in a bad car and Max is not the front, I think Lewis will run away with it. So you're saying next year Max's car isn't good enough and the rest of the drivers aren't experienced Because enough. Max, whenever, that's the thing, people are talking about like uh, Lewis won it when he had the better car, like, you know, all these years. But Max won it this year realistically because he was in the better car. Max was in the better car the last few, uh, the, sorry, the worst car the past few years. He was nowhere to be seen. He wasn't even consistent in terms of like getting, say, P2, P3. Like he retired so many times because of his own driving. True, yeah. Up until, so, i say, last year, maybe. So you can't really say, like, Max was, like... Yeah, I mean, Lewis yeah, pulled, it, yeah. pulled it to the end of the season this year in a worse car, and he still competed. Max would not be able to do that, especially because I think the gap between them is going to be much bigger. But we'll see. Maybe maybe the new... Like, with the new cars, would be easier to follow. But if, if you're slower on the straight, like... You're not, you're not catching, if you saw over the course of a lap, you're not catching them. The only thing it's going to do is going to make it, once you catch them, it's easier to overtake. But to catch them, that's an issue. Like Max, Max was 10 seconds behind and is only growing every lap. So yeah. Uh, yeah, from next year, I think Mercedes, Mercedes no like focus on next year, drag it as much as possible this year, get Red Bull to spend all their money this year. And next year is, is going to be a massive detriment to Red Bull, especially with Mercedes getting the bigger budget this year than Red Bull because they won the constructors. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, the constructors. So they have a bigger budget as well in that sense. Definitely. Well, we should cover as well, and we'll cover in one of the videos, like the whole new budget cap and how that is applied and like yes, with sponsor, yeah. uh, sponsorship, where the money's coming from, all of that stuff. Uh, does that apply to the engine? Does it not apply to the engine? Yeah, well, so about, I don't know, well, yesterday at time of filming, in the afternoon, they had the the ceremony for the prize giving. So Max got given his championship trophy. Mercedes had James Allison there. Toto and Lewis weren't present to pick up their um, their constructors trophy. The the cars that were there for the constructors, there was like a picture shown of all the championship winning cars. Mercedes Formula E car wasn't there, and then Mercedes F one car wasn't there also missing from the picture there was like a WEC car a rally car because the FIA runs all of these events that just looks so bad for the FIA what do you think like it's, it's, it's Mercedes applying pressure on the FIA because Formula okay not Formula Formula 1 is the biggest FIA sport yeah you can argue that Formula E is getting up there but I don't think it's the biggest but when you have like two of your most important championship like your biggest championship formula one is the biggest motorsport championship by far yeah. i don't think indycar falls under the fia no but even if it did that's just yeah but so so the second the second biggest and third biggest are indycar and le mans like essentially those are the three biggest kind of yeah. motorsport events with indycar not being there with le mans not being there Formula One, Formula One, anyways, is much bigger than both of them combined, essentially. So Formula One is the biggest. To have the Formula One car not there, to have the Formula E car not there, which is what the FIA is pushing, because they want to bet it, like, they want it to grow, essentially. It just yeah. looks bad for, for the FIA. It looks bad not just for the sport, but for Formula E as well. It just makes them look like a bunch of children, you know. Not not Mercedes, like the FIA. Yeah. Like you can't manage your own team, like the teams in your sport. And I think this looks really bad because Porsche and Audi really wanted to come into the sport. 
Will they actually want to come in now? Yeah, we'll get into this on the, the future, but like this could have a big impact on the future of F1. We'll try and see like it all depends, and we have no clue what could happen. But like this could have like I'm so excited to see how it's going to be covered in Drive to Survive. Because oh, Drive God, to Survive oh, God, is, oh, but that's the Netflix. That's the Netflix has uh, like the right to tell the story however it wants to tell the story. True, yeah, very So true. it's not actually under Liberty Media in the sense that it doesn't have to say what Liberty Media wants because it's not part of the FIA or anything like that. They have freedom to essentially report on it whatever way they want. So I am interested to see how they're going to... They're going to have to bring it from Lewis's point of view, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because Max has said he's going to be in there. Exactly, so I think Max is going to come out looking like the villain in this. Yeah, people did say he looked like that in 2018 as well. I think that's, so that's why a lot of people hate, like hate Max was because of he, in Drive to Survive he looked like he wasn't there, he didn't want to do it and it made him look really bad. That would make sense, yeah. That's exactly why um, I'm not a huge fan of Rush either. As much as Rush is a great film, Nicky Lauda commented saying like, you know, they didn't really touch on, the only thing they were missing, it was histori historically accurate, the only thing they were missing is that him and James aren't were friends. Like, the, they painted him to be the angry Austrian guy, and this is the great, incredible Englishman that everyone loves. But he wasn't an angry Austrian guy. The guy almost died, and he was still, like, winning the championship. Like, he, he should have won that championship, realistically. He missed three races, and he lost it by, like, what, like, one point? One point, yeah. And, and because he retired from that race out of safety reasons. But then you, yeah, but then Sorry. you also say that James Hunt put it so far on the line at that last race that... Perhaps he did give it. Sure, yeah, no, like you can you can argue which one deserved it more, but But yeah, just Nikki, the fact they yeah, he retired he retired like four that. races and he said it was was one point with them winning a championship. And he came back, what was it, like a four weeks later or something after the accident to come back racing or something like that. Less I think. Four weeks. Yeah, something something around there, yeah. Yeah, so painting people out to be they do it's it's a media story. They need exactly. to pick a villain and Max was picked as the villain in I Rangers think this Park. Yeah, but Max, yeah, this year it can go either way, I think. But I think because Lewis is speaking to them. But that's the thing, they did it with Carlos and Lando, which loved each other, and they oh, made it out yeah. into, like... Do you know, like, they took radio, like, from different laps, different parts they of the circuit, doing that. and they put it together, and it seemed like Lando and... Lando wasn't even speaking to Carlos, he was speaking about someone else. And they made it seem like they're fighting, and I, I hate that. This is why we've got to do the review episode, because it's yeah. going to be... We just know it's going to be a mess. They love that clip, you know, when uh, Charles crashed into Seb and he shouts like, Mein Gott, muss das sein? Is that necessary? So he shouts it. They, they use that clip all the time. They actually love it so much. But, um, all right, so that really sums up everything going on right now. So we'll move on to, I guess, the effect this has on the future of F1. Jean Todd, who, ex-Ferrari member, actually, was 12 years as the FIA president. He's now left. This isn't because of the controversy. He's just left because he was retiring anyway. The new president has been elected. It's a guy from the UAE called Mohammed bin Suleiman or something. Yes. Yeah, On top of that, Ross Braun has left F1 now, and so has Pat Simmons. I think losing Ross Braun will have a much... I love Ross Braun. ...bigger effect on Formula 1 than people realise. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Pat Simmons is kind of like, yeah, I think Ross Braun is a much bigger deal either. John Todd as well, I don't think is that big of an issue, to be honest. Do you know he went on a run during the, uh, during the, the ceremony John. yesterday? John Todd had a, had a rant about, um, they asked him about the FIA or something, but he had a rant about what happened and the controversy and stuff. 
and he just said, oh yeah, we should be thankful these guys are alive, we should be thankful that Grosjean's alive because of the accident last year, we should be thankful Lewis is alive. It, it was, the guy was clueless, honestly, the clip is really funny, because he just, he just he digs himself a bigger hole, right. he completely misses the point and just goes off on a rant about it. He doesn't know what he's yeah, well, well he's, he's very old, so. <laughs> they all are. I never people. liked him. That's the thing. I never liked John Todd. I like. I just. I don't. I don't. I don't like him. I actually don't know what he does. But I know he's yeah, the FIA president. Yeah, but I, I don't. And like, even when he's at for like, you know, when you watch the old kind of formula, I just don't like him. I swear there was yeah. like there was so much controversy with him. Like it happened a few times, but I don't remember what he did. But I remember there was something. We'll look into it for the next one because I wouldn't be surprised. He reminds me of my old boss. I worked, in, I worked in an old retail. You know what, if, if you worked in retail, he looks like the kind of boss you'd have. Like, literally, like, three foot tall, but, like, shouting at everyone. Like, you're shouting at some poor 16-year-olds to, like, stack shelves faster or something. But, um, so that's the, that's the replacement there. How do you think this looks for the image of, first of all, Max's championship, and then the whole of F1 in general? I think with, with time it would be... Pr- I don't think Max cares. No, yeah, he definitely doesn't. I I'm don't think, Christian. but that's the thing. I think if you won the championship, I don't think you'll care, even if it's like, like even if Lewis won it off the back of controversy, I don't think he cares so much. No, if it's on court, if you win it on track, yeah. Like if Lewis caught up and won, I don't think Lewis would have even cared. Um, so I don't think Max cares. I don't think it would make like that big of a difference because I think Max will win like in the future, win more championships. So I don't True, think it'll yeah. be that big of an issue because if it's like, his only championship. Exactly. If it's un- yeah, if it's the only championship then it will always be mentioned. I think Max will probably win one or two more at least. Um at least one more. Um, yeah. then so I think not not that big of an issue because I think that would be kind of well I've proved my point kinda to you. I don't think he'll win it next year. Or in the next three or four years I think that'll be different drivers. But I think afterwards, by the time Red Bull kind of catches up to everyone, because it's shown like Red Bull when they did the same thing in two thousand thirteen going into twenty fourteen, yeah. they did not spend as much money in twenty fourteen car, and it literally took them from twenty fourteen to twenty twenty one, for them to catch up and for them to, um, like compete. I don't think it'll take that long. Yeah. But as in, if you look up historical data, they do spend more and just win the championship now, and then we'll deal with that later down the line. Yeah. We don't mind having a few bad seasons. But then there are a few bad seasons where like third, fourth on the championship. Yeah, it's, so not, it's not really awful. Yeah. But I don't see him I don't see him doing like what Fernando was able to do with the Ferrari, for instance, where he dragged a much worse car to win. I don't think he has that. I don't think he'll be able to do that. That's a fair argument, yeah. But I guess with um, In terms of Formula One I think it just makes the sport look really bad. Like you can't you can't look at it in any way. It's kinda like when the um like the Super League came out, the European Super yeah, League. It, yeah. ma- it just reflected badly on all of football. It just looked detached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's a bit, it's a bit different, obviously, from this. But I think it just makes the whole of Formula 1 look really bad. Like the, the not, not the drivers, per se, but the sport in general. I think people are becoming a bit disillusioned with the sport. Because I'm watching it because I want to watch competition, you know? I'm not watching it because I want you to go and ruin it because you want to make it more exciting that's not acceptable that's that's the, the whole point of formula one is teams go off you have a list of rules yeah. and you're engineering and do it uh, sorry sorry engineering i forgot the word ingenuity 
Oh. Your engineering ingenuity is what gets you to win the championship. You obviously yeah. need a really good driver, but if your engineering team is bad, you're not getting a good car. The whole point is you go, you think of odd solutions that can boost your performance. Like, you know, we saw like the car with six wheels and like stuff like that. Because fan car. Fan, yeah, fan at the back, all of that, because that's how far they're pushing the limits. We want to see that. But when you engineer it this way, it just it ruins the whole tool because it ruins the purpose of like the idea behind setting the rules. Because if you're just gonna do that, then just put them all in the same car. What's the point of having all this engineering ingenuity only for you to swipe Choose it away? the winner at the end? Of exactly. The like, what's the point? Like, Mercedes would have won it purely on pace at the end of the season, and then you stole it from them, gave it to a different guy, uh, to Max. Max deserved over the course of the season, no argument there. Yeah. He would have won it earlier if not for like stuff that's outside his control. That's why I feel like he won't mind but, as much. Yeah, but then I think just the way they did it just ruins the image of the sport, disillusions like if Lewis retires, I think that just it would ruin F one for a worst thing big them, yeah. fan base. People don't want to say as much as Bernie Eccleston, so before twenty seventeen F one never really cared about the media side of things. But Lewis Hamilton still has more followers than F one on Twitter. I think on Instagram, he's on 26 million and F1 is on like 16 or something like that. And then on Twitter, I don't know if it's around the same. I can actually he's, find out. He's at that but point. He's bigger than the sport, realistically. Yeah, realistically, he's at the same position Michael was at when he came to retire, where when you think of the sport, you think of him. I think maybe yeah, Max, yeah. Is, Max is kind of like people think of Max now because of Drive to Survive. People know more about the drivers. But Hamilton is still kind of like the biggest driver in the sport yeah like if you before like before drive to survive because now that's introduced everyone to all the drivers if you knew f1 you'd just say lewis hamilton that's it you wouldn't know anything else you just say if lewis you didn't hamilton. know f1 lewis hamilton is the only driver you knew basically yeah and that's why if you look at the pictures from the american grand prix in quota um it's just lewis yeah it's literally they're all lewis fans because they're it's the only guy they've heard of obviously they're uh and he, the turnout wasn't as big, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. I think they've ruined the sport for like a lot of people. Are they on the same amount of followers? They're on the same amount. Yeah, of but followers. this is Twitter. No one cares about Twitter. Fair enough. But yeah, they're on the same amount on Instagram. Lewis is like clear by ten million or something. So he's a much bigger like in terms of like based. Um, um, he's much bigger. I think he's he's reached that point where he's you know like. I think it was a bit more like 2018, 2017, where he was, I think at that point he was kind of like, he was bigger than this sport. I think yeah, because he was still doing media and stuff yeah. as well at the time. It, it diminished a bit because of Drive to Survive and stuff, but I think he's still at that point where he, he's got like a very loud, no, not loud voice, but like he's got a lot of influence. Yeah. His name holds weight, definitely. Yeah. I think well, if, he, I mean, if he wants to ruin the sport, he just retires now and Formula 1 is in for a disaster as well. Completely. Or he goes. I think. I think. I don't think he retire. I don't. I hope he doesn't retire. I want him to go on and win it. But like, I hope he say say next year, because then if he comes back again, there's no argument of him. Like, he lost it this year. He would have won in a worse car. He lost it just because of the FIA. And I think that kind of proves this point that he didn't just win because he was in a better car. He won because he was just better. Yeah. This year, whoever won the race was won because they're in the better car. Except, Lewis won at the beginning. Purely on strategy, essentially. Like Mercedes put that very, very good strategy. Barcelona, Bahrain, um, and one more, Portimao. They put that really good strategy. That's why they won. But, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and so we'll see. So now moving into the sponsors, this could also have an effect on. So Paddy Power stuff for a while, betting and that. But uh, they've actually, I think they've they've refunded people. They're bit they I think I read the tweet or something, and it was like I think they're handing out money based on if you betted on Max or Lewis winning Abu Dhabi, and then Max or Lewis winning the championship. They're return. They're like refunding the bets or whatever it is, or they're giving out the winnings as if both of them won. So if you betted on Max winning, you you win, and if you betted on Lewis winning, you also win, or something like that. So they've realised it's a mess, and they're you know refunding people. The sponsors now, uh, there's we've already sp- spoken about Porsche and Audi potentially trying to get in when the a- engine regulations change in twenty twenty six. Do you really want to? F one is known if as a business move, it's very risky. You know, you can invest your money and you have to invest loads of money, but even the teams don't make huge amounts of profits. You need to be able to use the, the teams, sponsorship the, the time the to sell make, stuff. The teams make no no profit. As in the teams break even, that's it. Yeah. No team in F one makes profit. Specifically the F one team, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying as in no team in Formula One makes profit. The they use it as a marketing scheme essentially. That's why the drinks company is sat there trying yeah, to win stuff. Basically. But like, if you're Porsche or Audi, like, sure, you're going to try to sell cars, but if you're investing you hundreds of millions... But that's the thing, because of the budget cuts, they're not going to invest that much. But yeah. But then you're thinking about it, do I want to be involved in, say, where Red Bull is right now? Because realistically, if they get involved in the sport, they're going to start making engines. The best, the best thing for them would be to partner with Red Bull on their new Red Bull engine. Yeah. That would be the best course of action, realistically. Um, this is for Volkswagen. I think Audi wanted to buy a team. I don't really see them buying a team, to be honest. Uh, so Volkswagen, or they, they could buy Haas, but I don't see him. He waited this year. I, I reckon he wait out the next year. Because uh, they actually could, you know, start making better stuff. Uh, performing better. But Volkswagen, I don't think, like, they're going to have to partner with Red Bull. Red Bull aren't quite known for controversy in, in this sense sense with the sport doing this with Volkswagen having their own controversy you know with everything that's happening or everything that happened you don't know the engine thing or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all of oh, this yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. do you really want to get involved in this do you want to get Everyone's involved in more controversy when yeah. you're trying to better like create a better image of brand it. image is huge now yeah yeah like, so I don't I don't see like because of the way it ended I don't see them essentially being very keen to jump We'll see, yeah, that could be because F1's just become a very risky investment. So, but but if the FIA come out with better rules, clarity, they've fixed everything, perhaps, um, yeah, they've got a couple months now to sort out that statement, invest stuff. But then, even at the same time, like everyone's meant to be on a break now. So, if they're the trying FIA to investigate now. stuff, yeah. they should no, no, try, but they're trying to investigate with the teams. teams. Uh, Mercedes are back at Bricksworth today. They were, yeah, I saw the pictures, yeah. 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 They had like their meetings and all of that. I guess it was going to be all debrief stuff. Talk about the race, what happened. And then everyone goes on holiday. Yeah, so they're going to have to wait quite a while before they can start doing their little investigation into what happened. So we'll see what they say. I guess for every team, they'll have, for the, every team over the winter, they still have a lot of guys working at the engineer, uh, the, um, at the factory. So they're going to have, anyways, like the represent. Obviously, Toto will probably be off. Lewis, the drivers are off definitely. They're gonna have so they're gonna have to wait for the driver statements and probably team principles. But in terms of like, 
maybe not team principles together, but in terms of like the team could easily have someone represent them, like as in like I'm here to represent Toto essentially, or I'm here to represent Luis or whatever, and yeah. then they can go on holiday. But we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, and I guess, I guess the last thing is just drive to survive. I'm actually I'm excited to, to see how bad it. It's gonna be very interesting to see their take on it. Yeah, yeah. Seeing as people are, they're partly blaming Netflix for this as well. I don't say I don't think for bringing in the agenda of let them race. Yeah, I don't think they blame them specifically as in Netflix was involved. I think they say the influence Netflix has had now on the sport. They're trying to like, you know, you're blaming Netflix for, but I don't for Massey seeing green when. Uh, I, d- I think it's more Liberty Media because Liberty Media want to get more new people into F1. They're keener to get the younger audience involved in the sport, whereas Bernie was more kind of, he was keen of, to get older people into Old the sport. rich people, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the demographic they're targeting, uh, targeting is very different. And so to target the younger demographic, they need things to be exciting, to be on the edge of your seat, all of this stuff. And I think it's them actually pushing, that's why they're growing Netflix. And so I don't think it's the I think it's Liberty Media who's at fault, not not Netflix, because Netflix did exactly what they were asked to do, create a drama based on the Formula One seasons, and they did that, and they did what they do really well. They created a drama, but yeah, I mean it worked, I guess. Liberty kind of, we'll see what effect this has on them because American fans, they're you know, yeah, but American fans tend to like Lewis a bit more, and and. Are, like the American fans are upset, obviously, by Lewis losing. So, they are the 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 demographic demographic they're really focusing on, which is the the American public. They want to get them involved. It's not really looking good for them. So, I find it hilariously ironic. <laughs> yeah, they completely they've shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And I guess the, I mean, just to bring this all to a close, like the, it's another example of why they're not like they don't actually listen all the fans want like they're trying to create drama and stuff but like I said a lot of the new fans I've been speaking to they're interested because of the engineering and that was already there from the start like they're not here because we're going to have 14 sprint races hand out 26 points every four laps and there's going to be no safety cars anymore because we need green flag racing like they're they're here for the engineering they like the cars they like the people they like what's going on and they like what F1 already has like they don't even I don't know. As much as people like the sprint races as, in, as entertainment, they're not like that. I don't know. Even without the sprint race, and yeah, they haven't even been that interesting. But even without the sprint race, like they would have been fans of F one anyway. Like you don't need to be trying so hard to get all these young fans. You just need to listen to what they're actually asking for. Fair racing. Yes, and following the rules. And I guess if you want to bring up this last thing, you wanted to say, we have news of where the sprint races will be oh yeah, yeah in um in next year so do you want to just explain the sprint race championship format thing they've got going on i don't want to try and get okay well <laughs> so ted kravitz my incredible man he was um what was he saying he said that the sprint races next year will be part of their own uh championship okay i found it already they'll be part of their own championship they won't have it interfering with like you know the the grid and all of that the qualifying the races that i found this list the races that they're saying could potentially 
from the spirit. Yeah, I saw like a uh, confirmation. Oh, okay. So I got this from some like different source. Okay, so I've got some Dutch guy said this, not like from a Dutch publication, and then it was liked by someone I think he works for the BBC or something. They've said Bahrain first race of the season, Imola, Montreal because we haven't been to Canada in a while, Spielberg which is Austria, Zandvoort, and then Interlagos, Brazil. Wait, Austria's having two races next year. No, I just said no, no. Sorry, I didn't say Spielberg in Austria. I just meant Spielberg in Austria. Yeah, yeah, but they already have... Oh, that's Belgium. Sorry, it's Belgium. Spa is Belgium. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're so not going to have... Wait, they're not going to have the... Is the Austrian GP already there? It should be on the calendar. I mean, we... No, no, I mean... What do you mean? So, we raced at Spielberg this year. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it's in the last one. Yeah, so we had Austrian GP and Spielberg, whatever the other name was. Okay. Yeah, Spielberg yeah. is the name of the track, like uh, okay. Interlagos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was um, the director. <laughs> this guy. There he is. Race uh, director from America. What do you think of the six, though, that we've given the list of? I think they're probably good races to have. Zamvor. Besides Zamvor, I think they're very good for... Um, yeah, Zamvor is just... We'll Zamvor is not that good for overtaking, is it? I guess with next year, the car being, uh, car's being a lot closer with it not being dependent on, like... You've like the um, on the front car for like downforce and stuff. It could be a lot more interesting. I think Zambor is a very interesting track, but I just I find it like all of the others have kind of quite a lot in common. Yeah. And Zambor is kind of like the odd one out. Do you think it's because because it's perfectly fair to choose where you're gonna do the sprint race based on viewership and entertainment and all of this because you're gonna try and find that. Do you think it's purely because? I think they chose massive images right there, like pictures of Zandvoort. But then they could probably want to do one in Silverstone as well. Yeah, I'm surprised Silverstone didn't get one. It seems like because Silverstone is like perfect, like but I guess Silverstone was a bit boring in terms of like. True. Yeah. No, the Silverstone sprint race was dead. Yeah. But I I guess like if you do a whole like championship, then all the lower teams will be a lot more like be keener to get there, because there is a say prize money at the end or something at the end. They're offering more points now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the points don't go towards the championship, though. They go towards the... the... The theory is the points are more, they go to their own championship, like a sprint race championship. So you'll have a... And the winner gets like a prize at the end. No, th- so either the winner gets a prize at the end, or there's a points conversion, and that gets added to the championship. Okay, yeah, I get So that. like, if you get 10 points for a win, you get like and five then you, points you win points. all six, you've got 60 points... Maybe that converts back to like I don't know twenty or ten or something. Like yeah, We'll see. It's something else they've got to work on for next year. So the FIA has got a lot of issues to sort of sort out. <laughs> yeah, and it's all their fault today. So yeah, it's I don't all. Feel for no sympathy. No sympathy for Michael Massey. Not at all. all. I think he's gonna get fired. I think they're gonna blame him for everything because he 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 has the right to do whatever he wants. Actually, yeah. So they'll just dump all the issue on his interpretation of the rules rather than the FIA because, oh, we've had Charlie for so long, yet we never had any of these controversies. See, Charlie was never tempted to do this where he let them race and, like, or, like, to to ruin the championship in the last lap. He just lose one in the last lap just purely by rain. 
and uh, Vettel won in 2012 really? under the safety car. Exactly, exactly. Under, like, he finished under the safety car in 2012. He won because, like, the rain changing conditions, that's what made him win. I think, I think Brazil should go back to being the last race, to be honest. It's, it's a race where you get rain. Because that's the thing, they want, they want the championship to go to the last race and for it to be, like, dramatic at the end. Don't put Abu Dhabi in there. The race isn't dramatic in any sense. Like, if you put... With Brazil, you have... There's a high li- uh, uh, like likelihood of rain, high likelihood of safety car. It's not exactly an easy track to drive. Overtaking perfect opportunity. Exactly. Perfect race for the last race. But Abu Dhabi before that. Because if you think about it, Abu Dhabi. Boring. Before, before Latifi crashed. Was stuck whether Latifi crashed or not, boring is like completely boring. Exactly, yeah. Like, like with the losses, Lewis Fernando was stuck. Fernando was stuck behind petrol the whole race. Yeah, that would not have happened in uh, in say if it was Brazil. Yeah, we said this last time. So when I said the the last title decided is twenty ten, the theme was Alonso stuck behind someone. Twenty fourteen, Lewis just won from he got a good start and then won start to finish, led start to finish. Twenty sixteen, the theme was uh, Verstappen and Vettel couldn't overtake Rosberg even though Lewis was like driving like a tractor and then now dangerous driving yeah. <laughs> and then 2021 the theme was no one can overtake again or like Lewis led start to finish to be fair there was a lot more overtaking this year I think the, the track the layout change was good was really good I just don't see it as the last race of the season yeah definitely. it doesn't have that I think you need somewhere that has could potentially have like a lot of rain or stuff like that so you, you're sitting there you're like is it going to rain is it not going to rain because yeah, if it won't. rains, it changes everything. And I think, besides last, this year, sorry, usually it rains a bit. Like, if, when I think back, pretty much, like, all the races we've watched, it always rains, except, like, this year, maybe. And, like, maybe... I didn't go. 19, I can't remember. 18, I can't remember. No, 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 no. Eight, was it 18 or 19 where Max, like... Oh, no, that's a few years 16. ago. 16. 16 was Max. Max, Max was drove 12 was definitely rain. 11, I can't remember. 10, I can't remember. No, but it usually rains and it usually puts the championship in, like, something yeah. cool is happening. Because it's not, like, full wet. It's normally, like, between inters and dries, which exactly. is perfect. Or, or it's usually between inters and, like, is it wet enough to go in the wet? Or yeah, so like between that. inters and dries. Or inters and wets, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you said inters and dries. But then, then it switches repeat, to between yeah. dries and wets. Uh, sorry, inters. So there's a lot of drama. I think that's, that's kind of, like, what you're looking for. You don't want that with that way. But then money. Money speaks. So. Money is, yeah, the oil money is, we're going to have a 42 race calendar in the Middle East next year. Bro, that's, the, I think, the, I actually think the season is is a bit too long in terms of like, I, I felt like 18, 19 races would have been perfect. I liked it, yeah. It's annoying. 20, 23 next year, that's going to be tough. It's good for us fans, it's not really good for us. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to get rid of the winter break. They're going to be like, no, nah, I've had enough of this, right. We're going to go down to like three weeks. But that's the problem is you can do that with other sports where they can take really like, like they can't, don't need a long time because it's just a driver's like taking some time off. Yeah. But for Formula One engineers, they need to actually come up with a new car and that takes time. It's not like yeah. and they're flying the all design, the, world, the like testing and all of that, it takes a lot of time. And the funny thing is they increase the season and decrease the budget. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. I think within the next few years, I think people are... Because now, like, every front wing you break is, like, 100k from your 145 million, 150k or 200... Like, if it's really intricate, 300k. So, first of all, if driver keeps, like, crashing, I'm going to see him leaving very quickly. 
Uh, but the second thing, the well. second thing I think is going to be like either they're going to be petitioning for either the the costs of like say if I'm replacing front wings and like stuff like that to not go towards the hundred and forty five, or for it to be increased to say like one seventy five or something, because I, I think it's going to be like very 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 tight. Yeah, it's a lot of added pressure on the teams. Yeah. Well, no, one last thing. We're going to go into our ideas then for the winter break oh, okay. and what we've got going on. So uh, these are going to require some research and stuff, but we're going to do obviously a season summary, season review, just go through all the races, see what we think, remind ourselves of what happened. Uh, we could also compare it to other historical seasons we'll come up with. You know, we could do like a historical series where we talk about our favorite seasons in F1, favorite races, something like that. Uh, we've got a few guests potentially who could come on as well, seeing as we're going to have to fill this gap up until this time in three Some months. of them would be like experienced um, fans who've watched Formula 1 for a long time. Some of them are like newer fans that kind of so we can get the view on like what they thought of the season, what they thought of the FIA, the rulings, all of that stuff yeah, as well. We'll get varying opinions from different people. Um, we'll also do that explaining F1 series I mentioned about all the stuff, so hopefully that should be like a, a good way of getting yourself into the sport for next year, or, or to understand all of the talk being said. Uh, obviously technical regulation chat will explain all of that stuff, what they're doing with it. Liberty Media will go, I mean that will be sprinkled in all of them to be fair, yeah. comparing it to Just what was about doing. Liberty Media the whole time. <laughs> that will be in all the episodes. Uh, news updates if there are any more like uh, announcements and stuff team members changing and then we'll design our own track that's going to be a good one we're going to design our own track that'll be funny Monaco and then once we get to the <laughs> once we get to the the you know once we're in March ish or February time we'll do some predictions uh, livery rankings once the liveries come out in mid-February and then before I guess the once Drive to Survive to fin uh, finishes, we're going to have to review that as well. We'll review Drive to Survive. That will come out maybe one or two weeks before the season starts. So right before we'll get a Drive to Survive se like season review in there as well. So that's what you've got to look forward to. Hopefully we have some, I don't know, some time to record between now and also, then. Also, in terms of like um, who won the predictions this year, Mohammed was destroyed. Four and a half to zero. No, to half. Fantasy team. Four and a half to half. Listen, half. No, it's fine. Okay, realistically, my season, my fantasy team is going to be mad. We're going to make a fantasy league. So when fantasy comes out yeah, for next year, join, we'll, also make, we'll make a league. We'll give you guys the code. And then uh, we'll, we'll show you our fantasy teams. I've got mine. I won't get it up now. I can't be bothered. But it was actually pretty good. Like, I actually did solid. Sorry, yeah, but I still won. I'm not great at predicting. We'll still do the, the predictions as well, just to see who wins on that. Instead. Yeah, that won't change, and I'll actually keep track of the scores this time properly. Yeah, but we'll I actually won. come. I won four and a okay, half. Okay, yeah, no, you, you actually. Track of it. I kept track of it because I destroyed you. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you guys for listening, and I guess we'll probably catch up. Uh, there'll be an episode next week, so for you guys to look out for. Anyways, thank you. <laughs>